When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora, an Odyssey Sports original. Welcome to the Week 11 edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. We are heading into the holiday season and doing so at a time when the NFL has never looked so up and down, topsy-turvy, crazy results week after week, and... Uh, We've got a little roadmap for you guys here to, to take you through what's what's on our minds. I am Jason Lockenfora at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. I am joined by my pal Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL on Twitter. You know his breakdowns. You've seen the video. Now we provide the audio version here, as always. Uh, thanks to our good friends at Odyssey. And Baldy and I this week are going to focus on a few games from last week, including Chiefs Raiders and Chargers Vikings. We will give you the lay of the land in the AFC West. We'll also tell you why we're buying the Patriots, why we're getting a little iffy on the Rams. There's a couple of quarterbacks we want to focus on, including Cam Newton and Jalen Hurts, and then we will also preview a few of the big games coming up this weekend, uh, including Green Bay, Minnesota, and Indianapolis and Buffalo. And Baldy, I guess we we might as well get things kicked off with that uh, yep. with that Chiefs Raiders game where so much was on the line. Where you look at the final score and you might think it was a little more lopsided than it was. Um, this game was there for the taking. Kansas City pulled away. Mahomes in the end was too much. Uh, but it's kind of a little bit of a microcosm of this season, is it not? What? Yeah, yeah. Good good morning, Jason. In, in week eleven, here here we go. But there's a I'm, I'm watching the Chiefs Raiders game the other day. I'm out in L.A. at the network, and uh, there's a pivotal play in the game, like there is in, in all these games. And it's a fourth and one. The Chiefs are at the, the Raiders goal line, and it's fourth and one. And, you know, it's 17-14 game, and Max Crosby is coming off the corner, and he's inches away from hitting Mahomes' arm like he did a couple times during the game. And you got Quentin Jefferson and Solomon Thomas all jumping up with their hands in the air. And the ball is just sailing above the fingertips of both those guys into the back shoulder of Noah Gray, who had never caught a touchdown pass. And all of a sudden, you know, the Chiefs take charge. Mahomes is sprinting off the field. He's giddy as all heck. Like yeah. he just hit the, the, you know, the game winner, you know, in an NBA game or something. And I'm like, if the Raiders nick that ball at any point right there, I mean, it's 17-14, Raiders get the ball at their goal line. Who, who knows what happens? Right. And, you know, the, the result is the Chiefs blow, you know, the, the Raiders out. But I felt like that was the pivotal moment. It goes from 17-14, 24-14, division games. They know each other well. Um, you know, and they, you know, the Raiders didn't make the play. The Chiefs did. And the Chiefs roll. And, you know, many people think that they're back and all that. I saw plenty of you know, plenty of plays from the Chiefs that have been a source of some losses, 
you know, I'm including the touchdown to Daryl Williams where Mahomes just does Mahomes-like things across his body, 50 yards down the field. Daryl Williams jumps over Jonathan Abrams, and it's a touchdown. And it could have just easily been an interception. I'm watching Mahomes throw a ball with his left hand as he's getting pulled to the ground to uh, Jet McKinnon. You know, that that ball can be easily right. be a fumble. Like, the plays that have been going against them all year, for most of the year, didn't go against them on Sunday. and But it, they could easily go right back into that trap, um, you know, if the football gods rule it the other way. And so I thought your choice of words, the microcosm, that's that's what the league is right now. It's just that close, and the Chiefs could be that close to going, oh, man, like they're just off the grid right now. There's no fixing them and all the stuff that people were saying. Like it's it gets turned around in a week. Well, and and you saw with your own eyes um, a game featuring a couple teams who are uh, sort of endemic of that as well in terms of of topsy turvy and 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 how close the margins are. Uh, the Chargers Vikings game where M- Minnesota everything is a heartbreaker or a tearjerker for them. They either you know it seems to always come down to the end. And we've been talking about the Chargers charging for years, going back to Norv Turner, right, and finding yeah. ways to lose crazy games on special teams or uh, miscommunications or whatever. That's that's going across several regimes. There was a lot of hype for Brandon Staley the first four or five weeks of the season, uh, but the Chargers are certainly having their struggles now. You know, when they were rolling, like when they beat the Chiefs in week three, you know, they they attempted four fourth downs. And that was like their theme. Like they were in they're down 13 points to the Browns a couple of different times. They just kept going for it on fourth downs. Some of them deep in their own territory. I mean, stuff that you would never no, no coach could ever really overcome if if you don't make it. And but they were super aggressive, and and it, and it worked out in their favor. And you know, Brandon Staley was yeah. We thought about that on Wednesday. We know against you know Mahomes and the Chiefs, you got to possessions are important. Blah blah blah. And then on Sunday, they had three opportunities on fourth down to try to keep drives alive, put the ball in Justin Herbert's hands, and he he didn't do. He punted all the time, and kicked a field goal once. So. I, I feel like they lost their mojo to, to a degree. Um, the Vikings blitzed Justin Herbert just enough, just the way the Ravens did, just enough to kind of never let him get into a rhythm, which he didn't. Um, you felt like that young secondary of the Vikings with Cam Bynum and all the young kids that are playing out there, that you just get Keenan Allen on some of these guys and just like dink and dunk right down the field at 10 yards at a time. And they, they just never really did that. And at the end of the day, they had 20 points, and the Vikings never let it get to, you know, the final play like many of their games did this year. And, you know, all of a sudden, Justin Herbert, um, you know, the interception, Eric Hendricks was a great individual play. Yeah. But he just – he's not putting up the type of numbers, although the week before he was in the AFC defense or offense player of the week against the Eagles. But it's not a consistent thing right now. Well, and, and their defense has been consistent, Baldy, right? It's been consistently bad all year, um, and and they, again, were hemorrhaging yards to the Vikings. Well, you know, they, they can't get off the field on third downs. They're having a hard time stopping the run. Dalvin Cook and um, Alexander Madison had a nice day running it, uh, and they really can't affect the quarterback much. I, I'm not sure what they're doing with Joey Boza. I just know this. When I see Joey Boza in a two-point stance, Jason, mm-hmm. and he's dropping into coverage, I'm like, that's a waste. Yeah. He's your best pass rusher. 
I know Brandon Staley is supposed to be some kind of boy genius and did some great things and with the Rams last year, obviously. But I, I just watched Joey Bosa in pass coverage, and I'm like, why would you do that to this player? Right. Like, he, like put him in a four-point three-point stance, four-point stance, let him go after the quarterback. That's what he does best. Um, and so his takeoff is better when he's in a stance versus a two-point stance. So I think that's a little bit bizarre. But, you know, they, they're down some corners right now. And so they, they were picking on Tavon Campbell. Uh, Justin Jefferson had a great game, mostly catches against Campbell. They were out as, without a safety. And so you can make excuses for some injuries, but, you know, nobody wants to hear any of that. Right. Um, they're, they're not very good defensively. And then, you know, Denver is a part of this sure. anything can happen where they just absolutely systematically shut down Dallas in a way nobody has in a long time. Yeah. And then they come out the next week and, and they're getting bossed all over the field by the Eagles. I mean, it, it, it looks like Kansas city stopped being Kansas city for six weeks or so Baldy and whether they are Kansas city again or not remains to be seen. But the larger reality is none of these teams took advantage of the opportunity exactly. to get to the mountaintop and make it yep. even difficult for the chiefs to get back there. I mean, the no, chiefs flip walk and stumbled and they're still, yeah, the record's not what it normally is, but they're back in first place. Right. And, and both Denver and the chargers, had a great opportunity at home to keep Kansas City at bay and make those games that come up later in the season that much bigger. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't hold serve. And so there's the Chiefs back up on top. And, and you know, the, the, the Bronco loss was just, you know, it was just ugly. I mean, Philadelphia just whipped them at the line of scrimmage. Yes. About as bad as you can beat a team. And, you know, uh, you know, they didn't make any mistakes. And obviously Denver made plenty and, you know, fumble returns for touchdowns never help your cause. But, um, you know, that was – I think they were the number two ranked defense going into that game. And the Eagles did pretty much whatever they wanted to do to them. And started up front the way that they ran the ball against them. Yes. I want to get your impression on something from that game. Because uh, you just said it. They're, they're being beat in the trenches. They're, <clears throat> their biggest, toughest guys are getting it taken to them on both sides of the ball. Um there was an interception late in that game. Teddy Bridgewater made a business decision. He's taken a lot of flack for it. I mean, if Teddy Bridgewater makes that tackle, do you think that really now? Oh, wait, now we're going to block better up front. Like, oh, wait, now we got our identity back. Oh, now we're going to stop getting our ass kicked. Like we've seen Baker Mayfield, right? Have his season um, thrown a little bit asunder by diving and trying to make a tackle on a pick. Where are you on that, Baldy? Because I, I personally, I didn't have a huge issue with it, but it's turned into uh, quite the controversy. And I don't have. I mean, Tom Brady has been doing that uh, his pretty much his whole life. I don't know if he's ever made a tackle. Right. Now he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but I I don't have any problem with it. I remember one time, Jason, I was doing a an Eagle preseason game. I did the preseason games for I don't know four or five years. So Mike Vick is the quarterback, and he throws interception. I think it was against Pittsburgh, and he goes down. And he makes like this tackle, like he's, you know, uh, you know, a strong safety right. or something. And I said, this is the dumbest play that Mike's going to make all preseason, albeit it's preseason. Yeah. But I said, this is just a dumb play. I don't need – you've got 10 other players that can right. go make the tackle on an interception or fumble return or whatever. You don't need your quarterback going in there and doing any of that. And you see it plenty of times. You're like, oh, you know, he's just, you know – 
Jim Kelly would do that. He's just, yeah, I mean, but Jim Kelly was a linebacker one, one time. And uh, you, you'd see, you know, some of these guys, I've seen Carson Wentz do it. I, I, I don't, I, I don't want my quarterback right. making the tackle. Right. Period. Uh, I want my quarterback getting out of the way and let somebody else go make the tackle. I, I have no yeah. issue yeah. whatsoever. Not in his what job. Did. Right. And I could point this out every single week about certain quarterbacks that, you know, when the ball is tipped and it's picked and Matt Stafford's had it done a couple weeks now, like he's not chasing that ball down. Somebody yeah. else's job is that. I'm glad we're simpatico there. I think Teddy's taking a lot of BS um, yeah. on that. On that, When we talked about, we opened this pod talking about uh, the Chiefs possibly being back, Baldy. Uh, looks like the New England Patriots are back as well. Now, they're back in a different way than the Chiefs because it is a totally different, um, well, not totally, but largely different cast of characters when you start talking about the the, the young running backs and Mac Jones and, and Matt Judon and, and guys who, who um, haven't been there that long. Well, Baldy, man, that 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 that's not supposed to happen in the NFL. Forty-five straight uh, points, you know, a ninety-nine-yard yeah. drive, an eighty-something-yard drive, holding the ball, bully ball, the way they played it against the Browns. Uh, that 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 was an unmasking. Well, the first thing I noticed in the game was Trent Brown at right tackle. Now you can't miss Trent Brown, large um, individual. He, he's large. I mean, he's, he can obliterate the sun, but his. He hadn't really played since maybe the fourth play of the opening game of the season. Yeah. Uh, had a, it was out with a bad calf and had a couple setbacks. So he finally gets on the field, and he looked like he wanted to go move some bodies, and he did. And they they pounded the football against Cleveland, which is a good defensive yes. front. And, I mean, Clowney didn't, you know, piss a drop. And Malik McDowell, some of these guys up front, I mean, they just got, they got moved all over the place. And, you know, the Patriots – Always have they've always had a big back like Garrett Blunt. I mean, you go through the history with Belichick. I mean, this is Ramondre Stevenson, he's 250 pounds, he's a big back. He gets yeah. a chance. Damian Harris is out, he gets his opportunity. And I mean, that's that, that's a good looking, that's good looking running game when he's kind of leading it right the way he was. But like all these things, all these additions that they made to this team are all playing out. I mean, Hunter Henry's having. A terrific season for him. It took a little while to kind of get in rhythm. Yep. yep. Uh, you look at what Kendrick Bourne did. Um, nobody really thought like he was much more than just a guy, but that was a big catch at, at the goal line against Cleveland. You look at Matt, what Matt Judon is doing. I know you're in Baltimore. We all like Matt Judon, but he's never played like this Woo. in Baltimore. I mean, he is, you really, number nine shows record. up almost every play. And yeah. then the Patriots just really know how to use him and all of his skills. I mean, he's far, far more than just a pass rusher. Oh, yeah. He can cover. He can play the run. Um, you know, he's he's a physical presence. And when you put him in Hightower and Jawan Bentley and Van Noy, like their linebackers are their playmakers. And, you know, they do so many things with them, uh, and they're all on top of their games right now. Like they're, that defense – when you score against them or you put a drive together against them, you earned it. They don't give you anything. And and then offensively, the quarterback doesn't make a mistake. I mean, he's right. just – like that. that is – I mean, there's got big games with Buffalo coming up, but – and he got a, a game on Thursday night here. But that, that team, they don't look like they're going to stumble to me, Jason. Somebody might beat them because they just right. out-execute right. them. But they don't look like 
they're going to be in that mode where they're going to stumble down the stretch. Like we've just talked about some of these other teams. Like that doesn't look like that's going to happen to this team. Well, they know exactly who the bleep they are, right? I mean, the quarterback is not going to try to be the superstar or, you know what I mean? Or do too much or throw a backhanded pass or, or get cute. Um, the defense is fully bought into what Belichick's selling, and there's playmakers at all three levels. Um, you know, J.C. Jackson, I don't know why people throw the ball within a zip code of him right now, <laughs> um, but they keep doing it. Uh, and then the, the 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 offensive line being sorted out and their ability to beat you on the ground with multiple backs. Like, I buy that in, yeah. you know, in, from Thanksgiving on. Like, I, I buy that. You know, and, and then – Josh McDaniels, I mean, he's been cooking some stuff up oh, in the lab, Jason. Yeah. I saw a play I've never seen run before the other day. It was a it was a reverse off a power play. And they got exactly the I mean, when you try these plays out, you draw them up, you walk through it and everything, you you're hoping you get the reaction that Cleveland gave you from the the power O fake and run fake and Brandon Bolden into the line of scrimmage before he, you know, he flips it on the reverse. But uh, I've never seen that play, and uh, I, a lot of teams could go copy it. I don't know that they're going to execute it right, any better right. than what the Patriots did. So it's it's everybody working together right now. They're they're fun to watch, but I mean, if you just want to learn how to play the game properly, just pull out any section of that game against Cleveland by the Patriots outside of the opening drive where Cleveland popped a couple of runs. But any other section of that game, just pull it out and look at uh, any any position. And like this is how you play the game. It's it's a clinic right now. The coaching is is yeah. it's Top what we've come to expect. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, I know crazy stuff happens on Thursday nights, yada yada yada, but that Atlanta defense is really bad right now. And and I would think that New England finds a way to beat them in a short week and then comes off a mini buy as a real factor down the stretch in the AFC. So we've covered teams that are trending in the right direction. Baldy, what do we make of the Los Angeles football Rams right now? They look like they had an inside shot at securing uh, the one seed, right? We've seen Aaron Rodgers yeah. battling COVID. Um, you know, the Seahawks haven't had Russell Wilson for half the season. Uh, the 49ers stumbling, bumbling uh, up until uh, the other night where they punched the Rams in the face for four quarters. Are the Rams too star, star dependent? You know what I mean? Does yeah. it really come down to yeah. Aaron Donald's if Aaron Donald dominates and Ramsey makes three plays on the ball and we get an early lead, we're the best team in football. But if any of those things don't happen, I think that I mean, yeah, that's a column right there, Jason. Yeah. But you I mean, I've been saying it now for two years. Like they're, they're a star studded team, and when their stars shine and when they take the game over at their respective positions, um, they're hard to beat. And one of those guys is Matt Stafford, and he is—he has not been good the last two weeks. And people could say, "Well, you know, they lost a heartbeat in Robert Woods," and I'm sure that's, that's a big loss. I'm not going to sure. undermine that. But teams overcome the loss of a receiver every single week in this league. Yep. So, like, you can't put it on Robert Woods because they lost to Tennessee the week before with Robert Woods, and it was just as bad. The, the quarterback um, sometimes, I mean, these some of these decisions right now are not very good. And Cooper Cup's going to get, he's going to get you 10 yards a catch. You're going to move the chains, but then you go, you know, where, where's the explosion? You know, where's the, where's the big plays offensively right now? When you get a good pass rush coming at him, uh, like Tennessee provided, 
Uh, is the offense line good enough to hold up? Because mm-hmm. Matt Stafford under pressure right now is not making good decisions with the football. So I, I know, you know, Sean McVay said we're this is this is going to stop. We got the buy. We're going to get this fixed, and he's got to say all those things. But that's not a great San Francisco defense. Uh-uh. That's uh-uh. not a powerful group, especially in the secondary. And for them not to be able to to work them down the field, nobody, everybody's been able to pretty much do what they wanted yeah. to do at some point against San Francisco. And for them to be as stymied as they were, um, it, it's a little bizarre. Even like kicking the field goal with four minutes to go make no sense to me. Like just keep, you know, keep trying to make plays down the field and and uh, get in the end zone. Uh, so it's I, I think there's real question marks there. To be honest with you, they they look like a team like Aaron Rodgers said today or yesterday, Jason. That you know, it's uh, uh, anybody can beat anybody in this league right now. I feel like you know I saw Arizona take them apart. I've seen Tennessee take them apart. I've seen the 49ers take them apart. When they've lost, they've lost big. Well, and, and it'll be interesting to see staying in that division out west, and, and we'll uh, we'll get off the west coast here in a minute. But you look at Arizona's defense without J.J. Watt, it looks like a very different thing trying to stop the run for me. Um, even if Kyler Murray is able to play against Seattle, Baldy, he's not going to be 100%. Um, that That's a legitimate ankle he's dealing with, and it's not like he's going to have a full week of practice. That's going to be another game-time decision. Uh, it just feels like that that division is kind of a Sunday right now. Well, I mean, obviously they were rolling, you know, to a, I don't know, eight, no start, whatever it was, seven and no. Um, you know, the, the finish against Green Bay was bizarre. Like, I, I still yeah. can't wrap my head around. They, I, I think they can get back uh, to winning ways when they get Kyler back out there and DeAndre gets healthy. I, I guess they can get back to that way, but it's hard sometimes. Uh, to get that rhythm that they had going where, you know, Marcus Golden is sacking quarterbacks and yeah, forcing fumbles. Yeah. And like, they're just, you know, they're just making these one, one huge play after another, like that stopped. And it kind of stopped just like you said, when JJ went down and we really haven't seen that very much uh, since he went down. So it's hard to get that mojo back to where, you know, everything is clicking together uh, during the season. They've got time. And that's one thing this year that, you know, I hear right. a lot of coaches right. tell me, Jason, that extra game this year does matter to when you can start stacking wins. Like you've got an almost an extra week before you can start putting your four or five game win mm-hmm. streak together, get yourself ready for some January football. Well, you mentioned Mojo. No one embodies Mojo for better or worse more than Cam Newton. We told you guys a couple of quarterbacks we wanted to touch on. I mean, how about that for a return against uh, those Arizona Cardinals? He he gets on the field twice early. They they're yeah. both scoring plays. Uh, there's a he brings a different energy. He brings a verve. He brings a swag. Whatever you want to call, it, and he just brings a physical presence. Baldy, the league is more fun when Cam Newton's in it, and the Panthers are a hell of a lot more interesting when Cam Newton's on their roster than they had been for the last five or six weeks at the quarterback position uh, prior. And and I know you know PJ Walker had a nice game, and I I get all that, but I, I am very intrigued by this Cam Newton reunion. Well, I mean, you've been covering this league a long time, Jason. I mean, you can't you can't. If you were a Hollywood scriptwriter, you wouldn't right. come up with the script of right. Cam Newton 
who I just saw in the stands at Auburn a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying the, you know, the. Oh, the yeah. Taking the selfies. Yeah. Being back in a Carolina Panther uniform, touching the ball the first two times he did, running quarterback power for one touchdown and throwing to Robbie Anderson, who hadn't seen the end zone right. since week three. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he was just completely forgotten about. And all of a sudden, like strike up the band. And it, it is it is a remarkable story. And we all kind of know a little bit about that owner. Yeah. And kind of how driven he is. And he couldn't have been more excited, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, out there in the desert on Sunday, watching Cam come in there and do what he did. He, he, he lined up for nine plays. But in those nine plays, like, I can – I can write the, the playbook for Cam. Right. Give me a go route to DJ Moore. Give me a, you know, a hit screen to, you know, Robbie Anderson. Let me screen it to, you know, Christian McCaffrey. And so all of a sudden McCaffrey looked healthy for the yeah. first time really all year. Okay. So that, that makes a difference. You get Robbie Anderson involved. Cam could cover for your offense line, which is below average. Yeah. Something yeah. Sam Darnold can't do. Uh, and then defensively, you know, you get Stephon Gilmore out there. Hassan Reddick is, you know, putting mm-hmm. one up on his old team. Mm-hmm. And you get J.C. Horn back, you know, in the, in the next couple of weeks. You could see, I mean, I, it's premature, but you could see Carolina making a, a push yep. in that division with Tampa, the way that they have stumbled on the road, um, you know, in what New Orleans looks like they might be. Uh, you could see Carolina making a push here uh, down the stretch for sure. Yeah, I I just am, I find them wildly more interesting now than I did uh, two or three weeks ago. Um, well, no, I think also I, I think McCaffrey, yes, in his game, the two man game of Cam and McCaffrey in the backfield, in the backfield together, yeah, yeah that's a beast. In the backfield together, it's gonna like I just saw like the uh, one of McCaffrey's ten yard runs, like it's just Cam's got the ball in his belly and really. You know, I'm looking at Jordan Hicks, the linebacker, and he really doesn't know who's going to get the ball. And he's frozen, and, and McCaffrey runs right by him. And, like, that is going to be difficult for defenses um, when they start that two-man game, the two of them in the backfield. Well, we're seeing a little bit of that in Philadelphia as well, right? And I, I wanted to touch oh, on, on Jalen Hurts because I, I feel like people have been real quick to pile on that young man without him really having much of a sample size. And, the Eagles have not had a great season. I I, uh, I have witnessed that as everyone has. But I think quietly in the last, you know, four four weeks or so, they've stabilized Baldy. They're two and two. Uh, Hertz has a QB rating just under one hundred in the last four games. They've run for one hundred and sixty yards more than any other team over those four weeks, in large part because of what this quarterback does to defenses and and what he unlocks. And Baldy, he's also averaging over 11 air yards per attempt over the last four games, and they've pushed it down the field a little bit more. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like it's gone kind of unnoticed, but he he's playing some good football for them, and, and they're looking better now, certainly, than they did in September well, or early October. Those are, those are, those are good stats, uh, Jason, and uh, everybody in Philadelphia would enjoy, you know, hearing that, but the offense has changed. I mean, since Jordan Malata and Lane Johnson got in the lineup healthy right now, uh, they've completely changed this offense. It's a run-first offense. It was a Big 12 offense mm-hmm. for the first half of the season. Uh, Jalen Hurts has gone under center. Their play-action passes. Devontae Smith, the, the touchdown catch against Patrick Sertan was yeah. about as good yeah. as it gets. 
bump it right to his resume reel. The offense has changed. I, I had a chance to work out with Jalen Hurts a little bit in the offseason. He is in a uh, he, he's a natural born leader. It all starts with him. He answers and and takes uh, you know the the firing squad in Philadelphia can be oh. as strong as anybody. Uh, he could take he could take all of those shots and um, you know and wrap it you know just kind of deflect all of them. Knows how to do it. It's just kind of inbred in him. But I I think that the, like it's interesting. Like he's going to start his 14th game this weekend, Jason, and his first start was against the Saints here at home last year in December. And here comes the Saints again this year. Yeah. Like I I I think that the Saints, as good as they are defensively, are going to have a difficult time defending this team. And it's not just because Jalen Hurts can run it. He's making good decisions with the football. Yep. Uh, he doesn't turn it over. He doesn't give you extra at bats. Yep. And you know when you could do that, and then you, your your passing game improves. Look, he he doesn't trust anybody quite like Devontae. Smith. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. They they go back to Alabama together. They have a long history. But you know if they start opening this thing up a little bit to some other guys, Quez Watkins or Dallas Goddard, whatever, like this is going to be a bona fide offense to have to defend. And I'm I'm excited for Jen because all I've heard is. Well, they got to hit the quarterback market, and they're going to get extra right, picks right, for, right. you know, for uh, Carson Wentz and all this. And and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I I watch some of these college quarterbacks. I don't yeah. study them, but right. I, what Jalen Hurts is doing right now is we're we're seeing the evolution of a quarterback. Yes, and he's improving. And I give Saint Nick Nick Sirianni, you know, some credit here and mm-hmm. evolving this offense and slowly it hadn't been overnight yeah Yeah. slowly evolving it into a real offense and one that's difficult to defend and all the while Jalen Hurts getting better yeah yeah five touchdowns one interception his last four games um I I I think there's a lot of clay to mold there Baldy and if if you don't have to use those picks on a quarterback now you've really made your team perhaps take leaps and bounds next year um as always we want to hit on a couple of key games for the upcoming week before we get on out of here uh let's start uh with chiefs cowboys we've we've talked quite a bit about the chiefs uh already in this podcast what do you see uh some of the keys to this game being baldy well i mean you know who could who can stop the other team's offense you know after what we just saw last week um, you know, and who's going to get stops? Who's going to get stops and take the ball away? And so I think the Chiefs' defense is getting better. Uh, they've gotten healthier. They've gotten, you know, Melvin Ingram involved and Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Like, they look better up front to me. They don't seem to be making as many mistakes in the mm-hmm. back end as they had been throughout the year. So, to me, I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes lives for these games. And I'm sure Dak does too. Sure. But I, I think it's going to be, you know, I take the over in it right now. Uh, and who, you know, who can really make the stops and take the ball away in this game? And how do you do it? Whether it's, you know, a, a sack fumble or whether it's tip pass interception. Um, Trayvon Diggs has been awfully quiet yeah. for the last month. Um, it seems like this would be a game where, you know, Trayvon Diggs might, you know, want to have one of those flash plays of his that we saw the first half of the season. Packers Vikings um Aaron Rodgers didn't look quite him, himself to me and I, I think sometimes we forget that like when a guy's on a covid list he's he, he in many cases he is symptomatic and he's not feeling great and 
We saw Miles Garrett, right? We've seen this affect different guys, and and they talk about the fog. And and to think that a guy's going to sit on the sidelines for two weeks, get activated right before a game, and be Superman, I, I think sometimes we're a little naive with that. And we'll see if Aaron Rodgers is a little crisper this week. It was still enough to beat Seattle a week ago. Um, and can Minnesota play quality ball two weeks in a row? Can they go two weeks in a row without beating themselves? Well, they their offense is, is – it's hard to find a real weakness in the offense. The quarterback is not making mistakes. He's having a phenomenal season. The two touchdown throws last week to Tyler Conklin, it can't be any more perfect. Um, you know, and they're, they're tight, you know, throws from the five-yard line to Tyler Conklin. I mean, it, he he's seen the field very, very well. The one – you know, the, the Green Bay lost for Sean Gary in that game. He was their best pass rusher by far. This year, and I don't know what his status is, Jason. I, I know he's got a bad elbow. Yeah, they're, they, they're trying I mean, I to see if he can you know, play we're, through we're this. this yeah. On Wednesday, yeah, he, he he makes a difference. The defense yeah. has been um, lights out. A real, it, they, they've just been so steady all year long. But this Minnesota offense, I, Justin Jefferson, you can tell me about all these other receivers in the league. It's hard. It's hard not to – when the game's on the line, you need to play. Justin Jefferson is something else to see. Um, I I kind of like Minnesota in this game. I, I, and I, and I know that, okay, they, they beat the Chargers on the road. They're going back home. But they've been playing without Hunter Smith because of COVID. And like, they've lost Anthony Barr and, you know, some of these players because of, you know, COVID crisis, whatever. These young guys have stepped up <clears throat> and they've played really well. This should be a great game. Should be a really great game. I, I'm, you know, I, the fans at the bank are going to be, you know, pretty pumped up. All the skull chants will be going on. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like the Vikings in this game the way that they're playing. I, they, they've taken their lumps and some tough losses, overtime losses. Not, not all of it is, uh, because of their own, you know, doing. They, they, they've given up some big plays down the stretch to Baltimore and some other teams to lose, but. Uh, I like the Vikings in this game. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that that would certainly make the, uh, could make the NFC North. Like yeah, that would make the NFC North a little more interesting than we thought. Uh, and Baldy Colts, Bills, uh, Indianapolis survives Jacksonville after it looked like, frankly, they, they were going to put that game away in the first quarter. And then Buffalo uh, was the opposite. I, I, I know the score, right, and, and it looks crazy, but – I'm watching that game and we're deep in the second quarter and Josh Allen's still looking pretty frustrated to me. And um, eventually the four Mike white interceptions and everything else, it, it yeah. snowballed and digs got going, but I, I don't know me personally. I, I, I don't know that that makes me think uh, what they did to the jets that all of a sudden Buffalo's offense is totally back and humming. And I still have questions about the offensive I, line. I think I, I do too. And I think that's going to be, I think they're going to be up and down offensively all year. I know this though. I know defensively, you Whoa, can't get yeah. a whole lot yeah. more airtight yeah. than they are. First of all, they 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 start the most experienced secondary in football. When you look at, it's unbelievable how Tre'Davious White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Taron Johnson. I mean, they line up every single week, every year. You know, under Sean McDermott, and so they're just so experienced in what they do. Now you you add a, an improved front. And a stable linebacking core, um, they're they're when you 
drive the field against Buffalo or you get a big play against Buffalo, you have earned it. They don't give you anything. And so I Carson is, you know, he's still, he just plays so frenetic. It's his style. It's not going to change. It's who he is. So he's going to make some plays, but he's also going to give it up. Yeah. And you do not want to make mistakes against his Buffalo defense. You know, throwing late over the middle, throwing the ball up to Michael Pittman for grabs. This is not the defense to do that again. No look shovel passes uh, that, that no might show to the wrong passes. team. Yeah. Like that, this is the wrong team to do it against, Jason. Yeah. Like they will – that's what – that's why I keep coming back to Buffalo in that division as strong as New England looks because I think defensively they're the one team that could probably slow this Patriot offense down mm. and, and really keep the score down uh, to where Josh Allen has to make a few plays to Stephon Diggs or whoever that they could come through it. Uh, just because how steady they are defensively and how they show up and play consistently good football. I mean, you just don't see a bad performance from them. No, you don't. In a year where everything's sort of been up and down, that Bill's defense has been uh, absolutely persistent and consistent. Um, we will all look forward to watching those games uh, this weekend and uh, continuing to try to sort this out from week to week. This has been the week 11 edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. Thanks as always to our friends at Odyssey. Please um, give us feedback on Twitter at Jason Lock and Fora at Baldy NFL. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, uh, Spotify, whatever. We're, we're, we're available across the board. Um, we hope everybody uh, stays safe this holiday season as we yes, sir. Uh, now are just a little over a week away from Thanksgiving. And, Baldy, I wish you well on your journeys. I don't know if you got you have to go by coastal again anytime soon, but I, I hope you're not running around at too many airports uh, no, as we I, enter I, I the busy time here. I, I, I had enough of that. But the good yeah. thing is yeah. the air was, was warm and clean in L.A. Oh, yeah. Um, while I was there, and I I just basically quarantined myself in a film room for 15 hours a day, Jason. So I wasn't coming in any close contact with too many people. Well, I'm 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 I know you're all ball, brother. Uh, so yeah. uh, again, safe travels to everyone out there. We will talk to you guys uh, next week. Thanks as always for listening, and enjoy the games.